When I was in college, I felt trapped. I was working a finance internship I hated. I was escaping reality with video games, TikTok, and weed. I thought I was on my way to being the guy who peaked as a high school quarterback and football player, was a shell of his past self, and spent the rest of his life in a cloudy daze of numbness, escapism, and living for the weekend. Luckily, I was able to pull myself out of that rut. I got into self-improvement, began doing all the good habits like meditating, journaling, running, reading, lifting weights, and eating clean. And I even took psychedelics for personal development reasons and ended up quitting football, changing my major from economics to psychology, and spending my summer backpacking Europe. During that trip, I fell in love with writing, and so I started writing weekly newsletters that I sent to about eight friends and family, and went down the rabbit hole of writing online. 14 months ago, when I fell down that rabbit hole, I found creators and writers and entrepreneurs like Dan Coe, Dickie Bush, and Dakota Robertson, who were talking about a concept that I found crazy at the time. They were talking about making money on the internet by writing about your interests. It seemed almost too good to be true, but I took a shot at this whole creator thing, and now I see it as the greatest decision of my life. Around 15 months later, now I'm working with the people I used to look up to, Dan Coe, Joey Justice at Cortex, um, have had conversations, have had done podcasts with Dakota, and have been back and forth in the DMs with Dickie Bush, the three people I found this entire side of the internet because of. Plus, I'll never have to graduate college if I don't want to. My mind is still open to the possibility and will never have to work a formal job and will never have to wear a suit and tie, commute on a train and sit in a cubicle for eight hours a day like I was doing when I was working that finance internship. Again, this is all if I don't want to. Suits can obviously be quite stylish. I just want to wear it out of my own desire rather than somebody telling me I have to wear something. I have to be at some place at a certain time. Most importantly, every day I actually feel alive versus when I was working that internship, knowing that I'm working on things I'm passionate about, I'm working on things I love, and I'm helping other people reach this same creative freedom and life's work and life's purpose through my own work. But I was only able to find this path because I was willing to abandon the conventional path or the script in the first place. So it's common knowledge, but more and more people are waking up to the idea of being fed up with the quote unquote script. The script might look like getting good grades, studying for the ACT, going to college, choosing a major, a major, basically guessing, cheating your way through the major, hacking your way to an internship, hacking your way to an entry-level job, waiting to get promoted after two to three years, switching jobs or staying in the same job, climbing the corporate ladder, working for 40 years, waiting for retirement, retiring finally at 65, and never truly living and never reaching your potential. And the most important part is always looking back and wondering what could have been if you had had the courage and the awareness to go your own path. Now, to some people, this conventional path is okay. But to me, this path I was on felt like an early death sentence. I realized by following the script, you settle for normalcy. 
By settling for normalcy, you castrate your potential. The script prevents you from achieving your peak human state, which is self-actualization. You cannot self-actualize sitting in a cubicle. It's not possible with a confined role, with a box on your potential, literally and metaphorically. The script is also outdated. The conventional script was invented in a time by a society when the world was an entirely different place. And it didn't actually pay to be unique or have your own thoughts unless you were somebody like a Hollywood actor, a professional athlete, or a rock star. The quote-unquote good life 60, 70 years ago in the industrial age was working at the factory, or if you were lucky and smart, maybe a prestigious blue-collar job. And so in that area, because of the industrialization, it was better to conform and fit in with the masses. But the world we live in is very different now. We now live in the information age, and the information age flips the entire narrative because it actually favors the individual. By leveraging the power of the internet and infinite leverage, anyone can make a full-time living by focusing on the things they're naturally good at or curious about. This era favors those with niche obsessions, unique personalities, and esoteric hobbies. This era makes any niche obsession a possible career. A couple examples, I have a friend in Costa Rica who is a meditation, breathwork, and alignment coach who runs ice bath ceremonies out of her own house and makes a full-time living. I have two friends in the creator space that I look at as damn near enlightened beings who coach other entrepreneurs and creators on mindfulness, meditation, and spirituality. I also have a very good friend, Matt Mick, who I left college with and went all in with, who runs an AI educational email course agency and is now working with some of the biggest creators on X. Like you can't get much more niche than that. And so these individuals found personal freedom, meaningful work and fulfilling lives by abandoning abandoning the script and seizing the opportunity of going against the grain. And there's a quote from the Vol that I love. It says, the internet has massively broadened the possible space of careers. Most people haven't figured this out yet. But first, let's take a brief look at human history. So humanity has always trended towards three things throughout history. The first was freedom. So a couple examples. The British migrated to America to escape the oppressive British monarchy. The colonial states in the newfound Americas revolted against Britain to gain their individual sovereignty and freedom. America throughout its history has moved from a nation that was built on slavery to a nation that is now built on equal rights. And so humanity always trends towards freedom. The next thing humanity always trends towards is opportunity. And so a few more examples, Europeans migrated to America to find out about the new land of opportunity. Those Americans then moved westward in 1849 for the opportunities of the California gold rush. And the smartest, most ambitious people in the world now tend to move to startup hubs like San Francisco or Austin for opportunities within the tech industry. And so now we have freedom and we have opportunity as the two things humans tend to gravitate towards. And the third one is expansion. So Christopher Columbus and the Spanish sought to expand their empire by exploring the new world. 
then in the 1960s, the entire world was in a space race to expand humanity's geographical boundaries to outer space in the moon. And now we have Elon Musk and SpaceX and Jeff Bezos trying to put humanity on Mars. And so these three themes in terms of expansion, opportunity, and freedom are happening today now. But the difference is this migration is not physical. It's a conceptual migration. It's a migration of the mind. So now individuals are moving away from the nine to five, which we can make the argument is mental slavery, to the newfound opportunity, freedom, and expansion that is possible within this new digital economy, the creator economy. And so to, to go off those three previous patterns, this transition to the creator economy follows the same trends. So first, remember, we had freedom. So in the creator economy, now you don't have to answer to a boss. You don't have to wear a certain attire. You don't have to be told when to wake up and where to be. In the creator economy, you can play the online game of business and brand from your laptop anywhere in the world. You can work from anywhere, live anywhere, and wear whatever you want. The next is opportunity. In the creator economy, there's no cap on your earning capacity. You don't have to wait for a promotion. You don't have to wait for your boss to give you a raise. You create your own promotions and raises by identifying problems in your life and your business and working to solve those problems. You control your own promotions. You control the entirety of your own progress. The last piece here is expansion. So this aspect of the migration to the creator economy is mental expansion versus physical expansion. So by sharing your ideas online and helping others solve their problems, you are actually spreading your consciousness to other parts of humanity and you're helping to expand and enlighten and improve the collective human consciousness. So history in general is the greatest predictor of the future. The trend towards decentralization and empowerment of the individual is happening across all domains of society. Everything tends to trend toward decentralization. First, monarchies went to democracies. Office jobs are transitioning to remote work. Fiat currencies like the US dollar are making the slow transition to cryptocurrency. Huge corporations are now being replaced by lean startups that can move faster. And the education, the education system will make the transition into the creator economy. And so it's only a matter of time before the creator economy becomes mainstream. And another quote from Naval is, eventually everybody will be in the creator economy. And so throughout the rest of this video, I'll detail seven principles for how you can succeed in the creator economy and work to create your dream life. And I truly believe if you follow these principles and stay consistent for six to 12 months, you will get what you want. So the first step is to build your digital resume. So the days of a printed out one page resume on paper are quickly vanishing. In the creator economy, your resume is your personal brand or your social media account. And some easy ways to craft a digital resume that's unique and stands out is creating a unique aesthetic, using unique colors, using unique graphics, share a transformation, fat to fit, broke to wealthy, etc. Define three areas of interest that you're going to talk about. 
Get a good headshot and a clean banner. Define a massive vision and lead your followers towards it. The biggest part in creating your digital resume is distinguishing yourself as a creator from a consumer. Somebody should be able to click on your profile and easily identify that you are somebody who creates rather than somebody who consumes. And a good principle or something to keep in mind as you're crafting your aesthetic and crafting your brand is if it doesn't look like your account should have 100,000 followers plus, keep iterating until that is true. You want your brand to look clean enough to the point where people will view you as an authority purely based on your branding. The next piece, number two, is start writing about your interests. So now that you have a couple different areas of interest to find, could be online business, could be philosophy, could be psychology, now it's time to start sharing your ideas. So how has this certain topic impacted your life? Did something you learned change your life or help you solve a personal problem in your life? What's a topic that you could talk about for hours without getting bored? By sharing your ideas online, you expose the holes and the gaps in your thinking. And by identifying these holes, you, you're inclined by nature to close up those holes or those gaps to survive your own identity as somebody who's knowledge of, knowledgeable about your areas of interest, be it psychology, um, spirituality, etc. I truly believe there's no better forcing function in the modern world for holistic personal development than writing online because it forces you to clean up your thinking and self-actualize and make progress in public with public accountability. The next step, step three, is to explore those interests deeper. So now you really want to get curious. You want to read books. You want to listen to podcasts. You want to watch YouTube videos around your interests and then curate those learnings and then remix them out through your unique lens or your unique perspective by writing about them online, making podcasts, making videos, etc. When you make that shift in identity from consumer to creator, everything you end up consuming, be it a book, a podcast, a YouTube video, it becomes possible content for you to share. Any podcast you listen to or book you read can be synthesized, curated, and expanded upon through your unique lens and life experience. The more you learn, the quicker, quicker you'll grow in terms of followers, dollars, and personal development. The fastest way to learn anything is to teach it. The teacher often learns more than the student. The barrier of entry to becoming a teacher in the new digital economy online is zero. All you have to do is start sharing what you know online. Number four is connecting with like-minded people. So your personal brand is like a magnet. The topics you write about are those frequencies that attract others. You make lifelong friends, you find like-minded community, and you stumble across opportunities unavailable to those who are not in the arena playing the game. Writing on the internet is the greatest mechanism in the modern world for increasing your luck surface area or your chances of getting lucky. The fifth point is find an area in which you've solved a personal problem or where people tend to come to you for advice. And this step is where monetization comes into the equation. Entrepreneurship can be boiled down to helping people solve their problems. 
So what's a problem you've solved in your life? Is it a weight loss problem? Is it an anxiety problem? Is it a confidence problem? Now, what are common problems that friends and family often come to you with asking for advice? This is how I started to get into performance coaching because I realized all the creator friends I had would come to me asking for advice about focus, productivity, habits. And that's when I realized, okay, I actually have a good amount of expertise in the subject of performance. Maybe I can monetize this. And that's what I did. The next step is to build a project around the problem you solved with your systems and sell the solution. So maybe you lost weight in the past. When you lost weight, did you come up with a system or process to do so? And can that process or system help other people do the same? Or maybe you solved your own financial problems. Do you have a process or a system for how you did that? And could others benefit from using that system? So the systems you created to solve problems in your own life can be sold to others who desire to solve their own problems. This is the essence of ethical entrepreneurship. Ethical wealth creation is when both parties benefit from an exchange with no one getting cheated or scammed. If you've solved a problem in your life, it's only fair to be paid and rewarded to help others solve those same problems. And you'll do this by creating a business in the creator economy. The seventh and final point is helping others improve their lives, solve their problems, and raising their consciousness. So Einstein said, no problem can be solved from the same level of mind that created it. As you help other people solve their problems, you're playing a significant role in helping them raise their consciousness. Now, imagine if all of society did this. Imagine if all of society focused on solving real people's problems in their day-to-day lives instead of just moving money, filling out Excel sheets, and theorizing about the world via academia instead of actually doing something about it. What type of world would we live in if every individual played a unique part in serving humanity? So to sum this up, the creator economy is your vehicle and your vessel for self-actualization and individual freedom. Viktor Frankl, the author of Man's Search for Meaning, says, self-actualization can only come as a byproduct of self-transcendence. So to self-actualize, you must transcend yourself. To transcend yourself, you must serve others. To serve others, you must help them solve their problems. Do you see how this is directly tied in with ethical entrepreneurship? So by joining the creator economy and starting a business within the creator economy, your work becomes meaningful. It feels more like play than work if what you're working on is aligned with your interests. And you play a significant part in raising the collective consciousness of humanity. The benefits of location freedom and time freedom and financial freedom are just the icing on the cake. The future will look back on the pioneers of this new frontier with immense admiration, humility, and gratitude. And it's only a matter of time before everybody's in the creator economy. So what better time to start than right now? So with that, if you made it to the end, I appreciate you watching. Um, You can find more of my writing and more in-depth insights on the creator economy at my blog in my website, which is linked below in the description. Um, And if you like this video, you thought it was interesting, maybe you want to go in on the creator economy with a friend, send it to a friend. Um, 
the reason I was able to start this in the first place is because I started with a high school friend at the same time. I don't know if I would have been able to do it by myself. So with that, thank you again for watching. I appreciate it and enjoy the rest of your day.